Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ruth. And in this episode, we will be talking about The Edge of Seventeen. Now, this is a rated R movie, and this is the first rated R movie we've done. And I want to provide a bit of a warning. This is a family-friendly podcast, but this episode in particular is going to be, we'll say, PG-13. The movie has a lot of adult themes in it. There's adult language in the movie, and there's no adult language in this podcast, but just be aware that this might be one of those episodes that you don't listen to with your kids around, just in case. So with that being said, we are really excited, and let's talk about The Edge of Seventeen. We just finished watching The Edge of Seventeen. And Ruth, I've got to get your thoughts on this first, because once I start talking, I don't think I'm going to stop. <laughs> okay. Well, I really liked it. Uh, I very, very much enjoyed it. It was funny. It was uh, awkward. <laughs> All the things that remind you of high school. And mm-hmm. um, Woody Harrelson's character is great. Yes. Uh, and, and even the main character, uh, the character's name is Nadine. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the actress's name, but uh, she was in Ender's Game. I think she was. I'm pretty sure it's her. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's her. Um, but she's her character's very interesting, and uh, I I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I just I really enjoyed the film. It's funny. It's awkward. It's painful to watch at times. But honestly, one of the best movies we've watched recently. I have to agree. Um, really? I think it, it's probably the best movie I can remember watching in recent memory. Because we've watched a lot of Oscar movies lately, which we weren't terribly fond of. Absolutely the best movie I've watched in the last year. That's without I, question. That's probably fair. I mean, it's hard to remember all the movies we've watched in a year. But yeah, I absolutely love that movie. I thought it, it was even better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was afraid when I, because I watched the trailer this morning and. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you realized I rented it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought that was a pretty good trailer, but I wonder if everything I just saw is. The best parts. The best parts in the whole movie. Um, right. Because sometimes that happens. Right. And. And I don't think it, it was not a letdown and there were other no. very good parts. It was not a letdown at all. There's also some very deep emotional things going on that are great. It's lighthearted yet deep at the same time. It's heavy but entertaining. It's absolutely funny. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of laugh out loud moments executed very well. We by, watched by a by comedy recently and I watched or laughed more tonight than I did watching a, a true comedy. Yeah. So it was very funny but definitely very emotional and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into my entire life story here, but I identified Relatable? with <laughs> so many of the characters. So so I'll start with um, Darian, the brother. So anyone listening out That's there. That's true. You you probably can relate to each character. Yeah. So so I come from a family. My, my mom raised my sister and I. So brother and sister raised by a single mother until she got remarried later. And I certainly wasn't Darian in the fact that he had all the friends and he was the star athlete, although I actually was a pretty good swimmer. 
but no one cares <laughs> but about you swimming. you were shy and um, you were... Yeah, so Erwin and I definitely relate. If you took Erwin and Meshed. Darian and just... They had a love child and <laughs> it popped okay. out um, slightly less good looking than both of them. Um, that, w- that would be close to, to <laughs> me. Oh, stop it. Only slightly less good looking. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was I was pretty shocked when she goes to the pool and Irwin takes off his shirt and he's <laughs> rocking these six pack abs. And I you was weren't like, expecting oh, that. Okay, but um, but so so where I identified the most with Darian is, and I think it was the most powerful scene in the movie, was when his sister came home from the teacher's house and she came and and apologized to him. So obviously, the the scene where he, you know, talked about, oh, yeah, it wasn't hard for me at all. It's not hard for me to have to be a high school kid and hold this family together and, you know, all those types of things. And Right, because she paints the picture and you kind of, the movie starts out that way where you think Darren is like the cool jock who gets everything he wants and and it turns out as you get farther into the movie you really start to pick up on things with Darren's character. He gets much deeper, which I wasn't expecting, honestly. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised with the scene uh, at the teacher's house that you were just talking about when he says, guess what, Nadine? My life's not that great. You see my life through rose-colored glasses, and here's the reality and it's a big wake-up call for her. Yeah. And yes, I, I loved that scene too. And it made me love his character more. Yeah. But it, 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 I... God, I, I just love this movie so much. But that character, it's so funny how it, he started out... You, you start out thinking he's not going to be, you know, a very deep character or a very main character. I'm not really going to care about him very much. But then you do as the movie yeah. goes on and it unravels. So I, so I, I kind of took that from you, but I was well, so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I identified with him so much and I, I had a feeling right from the beginning that that's what his character was going to be. Oh, you did? Because like I said, I identify with it and I saw when you see certain things and, and again, like he had all these friends over to his house, but he wasn't drinking. He was taking care of his friends that's true. And mm-hmm. that's something I've done many nights, not so much in high school, but definitely in college where I was the sober guy taking care of my friends, making sure that they're not doing things too stupid while they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Just seeing how he reacted to his mother, to his sister. He knows his sister is out there and he still loves her, but it's hard to show it. And my sister, because is he, I feel out like he's there. trying to be strong because he's now the male, right, lead of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, the strong male figure in the family. Yeah, because and the it happens early in the movie, so I don't think I'm giving anything away. But the dad dies, and that doesn't matter. You can give it away. Well, anyway, that's the point. If you're listening to this now and you haven't watched the movie, you're supposed to watch it first <laughs> and well, then listen. So now you know. Well, and again, it happens very early in the movie, so I don't think it's really a big spoiler. But no. it's he, so funny that we that, both thought his character was going to go differently. I thought it would be more superficial and just... Well, and it's it's because I, I... That's where I hoped it would go because I relate to it in that sense. Right. Um, so you were, I'm sure, pleasantly surprised. 
or well, well I was just, not surprised, but happy because I, I could look at my life in two different ways. And just like he can, I could look at my life and say how privileged I am and how blessed I am and how lucky I am. And I, I've had a great life. Absolutely. But if I wanted to focus on all the things I didn't have, all the struggles I had growing up, I could make you could it turn into Nadine. <laughs> I could make it seem like I had a terrible childhood, like it was miserable. But I could also make it seem like I had the best childhood. And, you know, it, it's funny you put it that way, because on the opposite spectrum, that's the other character. That's mm-hmm. Nadine. Right. And it reminds me of the scene where she's in the bathroom at yogurt land or wherever she is getting frozen yogurt. Cause mm-hmm. she had just made that horrible <laughs> text message to that boy. Right. And she's talking to God, like, why can't you be there for me? Help me please. And then she says something along the lines of why do I even bother? You are never there for me. You're you, she says something wildly inappropriate, but mm-hmm. cause it isn't a rated R film. Yeah. Uh, and then she looks over and there's no toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Which is poetic. But but it again. is but but my point is that that's how her whole life has felt like to her mm-hmm. is that nothing's ever good. Everything is always worse than she thinks it's going to be and and Darren is the opposite. He's you. Right. You know where you could think of it that way or you could I don't know, rise above it, I guess, is the best way to put it and and focus on the positive parts. Mm -hmm. So Nadine's character, I I see a lot of my own sister in her in that she had, you know, she felt like her world was falling apart and her only friend is gone. And and, um, Mm -hmm. all the while, this guy, Erwin, who's such a good guy, and she knows he likes him or she knows he he likes likes her. her. Yes. She knows it. He's being open about it in his own awkward way. And she just, she doesn't recognize what type of a good thing that she has with this guy. And she's saying, I don't have any friends. Yes, you do. You have Erwin. He's begging you to just get to know him and be with him. And very gentlemanly and nice and in such the cutest, awkward, nerdy way. Mm -hmm. I... Loved his character, too, because he's the the good guy. Yeah. Who, of course, she doesn't go for at first. She wants the bad guy. But she comes around to it. You know, it's funny. You were talking about how she's, oh, I don't have any friends. And here's Erwin right in front of her. It's like in Bridesmaids where she, where Melissa McCarthy beats her up, you Mm -hmm. know, on the couch. Yeah. And she's going, you know, I find it funny. You you keep saying you don't have any friends because here's a friend right here talking to you. And Mm -hmm. that's. Nadine exactly is the epitome of what she's doing. Yeah. Poor pitiful me. Exactly. Life is terrible, which at 17 is real. Mm-hmm. You truly believe that. And yeah. I think that's why the movie's so great because you go, I remember feeling that way, which is so silly now, mm-hmm. but you know, what's interesting. And I, I just kind of came to this realization. So what really gets Nadine out of her funk and kind of turns her life around is that moment with her brother where mm-hmm. he says, my life's not all rosy as well. And you know, it's really interesting. That's the advice her mom gave her in the car. She said, you know what? When I feel really bad, you're right. I just remember that everyone else has it bad is too. just as miserable as and you. they're just better at hiding it. And that's that's actually the advice her mother gave her is exactly what she needed to turn her life around. 
Right, but at the time... Yeah, she she it needed was, it to come in a, a different way, and, and obviously it was very powerful. But you're right. And, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at that moment, too, because it wasn't as powerful. It was... it. It's different. You know, it's so funny the way somebody can say something to you and it has no effect. Somebody says it a different way and it hits you like a ton of bricks. Right. And obviously it's much more powerful when her brother went into his whole spiel. It's, that's not a connection I would usually make in a movie. So I'm, I'm kinda, surprised I'm you did. My... I did not make that connection. Good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, I do want to talk about funny parts of the movie too which one of the best characters who's not a huge role is woody harrelson that he <laughs> he's the comedic relief he was very funny definitely his character is <laughs> his is, lines are great his character is kind of similar to nadine almost well but on the surface not as far truly. as as far as woody harrelson it's kind of similar to the the role he plays in the hunger games where a little bit like Hamish. yeah he's very dry he's very I don't care about you at all, except I really care about you. Yeah, but deep down he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he has some great lines. I I will say if anyone's out there and some kid comes to you and says they're going to kill themselves, maybe... Maybe don't react the same way. His reaction is not the right way to go, but, but I it, think it worked he for her. Knew. Yeah. You know, he would have never reacted that way if he thought, obviously, it but, worked. But, and it's important. He did at the end. He gave her that slip of paper. I don't know what was on it, but... At the, you know, because you don't see that in the beginning of the movie where she says, I'm going to kill myself when when we get back to that part later. Mm-hmm, when we the, catch up. At the end of that conversation, he hands her a slip of paper or something. And I believe that that was meant to signify that he actually took that seriously. And if she really was thinking about killing herself, like, I don't know if it was like a, a hotline, suicide hotline or something. I don't know what it was, but. Maybe you I didn't that. feel that way. I mean, I remember him handing her the slip of paper, but I don't. Uh, that's I how don't I interpreted now. it. Which, which I, th- if that's not what happened, okay. But if that is what happened, I think that's it's an important thing that no matter, no matter what, if someone comes to you with something that serious, yes. you know, you can try to address it in a funny way if you think that's what works best. But certainly, let them know that you are serious and you. Um, you're, you care about Right. Them. And again, this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. no, I'm just saying uh, for anybody watching it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. don't take it too seriously. It's a, it's a movie. And yeah, if somebody were to say it in real life, that's a completely different thing. It was very surprising to see the difference in his demeanor at school mm-hmm. versus at home with his wife and kid. Right. And yes. that's another thing where. But yet similar Mm-hmm. It's similar. Yeah. And that's another place where I kind of identify because I know I'm a different person at work than I am when I come home with my wife and kids. There are some people that maybe they aren't their best self at home with their family. Maybe they give their best self to work. Um, and I definitely hope and, and I think that I'm the kind of person that gives my best to my family. Uh, not that my work doesn't deserve it, but um, I don't see it works. I don't know. But you do give your best to your family. That, that's, <laughs> that's my goal. And so I thought that was really cool to see that. You know, it's funny that uh, scene just reminds me because I come from a family of teachers. And so it's always a running joke that when they see students outside of the classroom, the students don't realize 
they're real people. Mm -hmm. They think they live at school and don't have a life. And it's so funny because even high schoolers think that because she, she walks in and she's probably thinking you live in a house. Right. Why is there a baby here? Right. What's, what's happening? That's very funny. (laughs) And that part really made me laugh because I thought, oh my gosh, every teacher that I've ever known always says that when a student sees them out in public Mm -hmm. and they're just, it's like seeing a wild animal. Yeah, <laughs> they they don't get it. <laughs> it's funny. I when I was in high school, I, I I went to high school in St. Louis, and we went on I think spring break to Chicago, and I ran into a teacher of mine on the Navy Pier in Chicago, drinking a <laughs> beer with his friends, and it just blew my mind. <laughs> I like, bet how it did. is this happening? Wait, you're a real person? <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. And he was told, because like, I didn't just see him. I said hello. Mm-hmm. And he was totally flummoxed. He's like, oh, oh gosh, really? what do I do? This is a kid, one of my students. Oh, that's And funny. he sees me drinking. And so. Well, yeah, I guess that would be a little different. Because usually, uh, and uh, the teachers in my family are elementary school teachers. So yeah. usually it's that they say hi to the student and all of a sudden the student is shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the opposite effect. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that scene was, was very funny. There's many scenes that I think are mm-hmm. very funny. I think the scene that was most awkward for me though, was when she's in the car with her bad boy crush. Yeah. Cause she has texted him the just most awkward, descriptive (laughs) text message and and i think that's the other thing that you love to hate about the movie and and but love it because you're going why is she being so dumb (laughs) doesn't she know that he's just hanging out with her because she basically said she'd have sex with him and but in my head i'm thinking you know what when i was 17 I might have reacted the same way mm-hmm. and I, I and I do remember being young actually and I had broken up with a boyfriend like the first serious boyfriend I'd ever had he had cheated on me so it's very sad and there I went to a party or something and met this new guy and he was definitely a bad boy and I was very much a goody two shoes kind of pretending to be bad, but not really bad. Mm-hmm. I would go to the party, but wouldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I hung out with him one night and we kissed and I could tell he kind of, you know, wanted to do more, but I was uncomfortable and, and not like he forced anything on me or anything like that. But just, I remember he tried to call me up. We hung out and again, I kind of denied him. And then I tried to call him after that. Uh, to hang out with him and he stopped answering my phone calls yeah and you're kind of going what did I do but then you realize oh well he just wanted one thing and I didn't give it to him it's not what you did it's what you didn't do (laughs) right exactly which I to this day I'm very proud of myself I did not I stuck to my morals and I don't regret it Mm -hmm. it might have stunk because I thought he was cute and all that, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, thank God I stuck to my morals because, and Nadine does too. In the end, she Mm -hmm. realizes I'm really uncomfortable. I, and she says to the guy, I wanted to get to know you. And, and he's just like, well, I just, you said you'd have sex with me. So, 
And that's why, you know, I wanted to be so mad at her in that scene, but I couldn't be because I was thinking back to my, again, back in high school. And I thought I was that stupid and young. And until you're in that situation, you don't realize it. And then, yeah, you have to go through that hurt to learn it. And that was one of those raw emotional parts that was so hard to watch, but that I loved because it reminded me of that. And, and I mean, I don't know, you probably had other scenes that you would relate to, but that scene really stuck out to me for that reason, because it's so easy to be almost in your thirties and say, Oh, well, I was never that stupid. No, yes, I was. (laughs) Well, and you don't, you obviously don't like the male character. I don't remember his name. I don't even remember his name either, but the, the bad boy, that's what I kept calling him. The bad guy she liked. But again, she he worked she, at Petland. Yeah, <laughs> but she messed up because I, the the message she sent sent him was, "I want to have sex with you." She did, yes, and, and I'm not denying that so, she did do that. Yes, he, you know, he's a jerk, but at the same, I mean, he didn't. No, but he, yes, he didn't force himself on her when she no. says no. He got off. Yes, and I didn't. Uh, maybe I didn't make it clear. Yeah, she did put it out there. Yeah, and and I think it's important. You know, it is a radar movie, so there may not be a lot of young girls watching this, but, you know. Hopefully not, because, I mean, it is rated R. Right, but it is, there are some guys who are going to be like that. If if a girl puts herself out like there, like that. They'll just say, okay. He's going to say, okay, let's do it. Because they're you know, not, you know, they don't necessarily have morals. Some or, guys don't, or, some guys do. Right, exactly. I, I'm glad, I think it played out very realistic. You know, I do too. I, that's the whole th- the whole movie. It's funny. It's it's interesting, but it almost feels like it could have been real life. Mm-hmm. Nothing, Absolutely. nothing was so outrageous that that couldn't have happened. So that's that's one of the things I really loved about it is it was just so realistic. I agree. Another I, thing I loved the mm-hmm. the music. I don't know when the last time is I bought a soundtrack, but. I would consider buying the soundtrack to that. Like really? The, I don't know if I paid much attention. I mean, I remember there were times where I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool song yeah. I've never heard. But. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't familiar with the song. Although it started with Billy Joel, which... All, oh, yeah, which <laughs> when she's singing with the dad. I knew you'd yeah. love that part. Yeah. So, but we listened to a lot of Billy Joel in my house growing up. Yeah, that's... I thought, oh, Kevin's loving this. Because your mom was the Billy Joel fan, right? My mom loved Billy Joel. That's one of the things that she's proud of is... She did a good job giving my sister and I a good, um, t- good taste in music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she did a good job too. She did. She did a good job. You're well, and you know, you're a bit of an old soul and speaking of that comes up in the movie too. And I thought, I bet Kevin and I are both relating to this part because she goes, I have, I feel like I don't relate to any of my peers because I don't like the same things they do. You know what is a great example of that in the movie? Huh. When she reached out to Irwin, she called him. She didn't text him. She his ah, she phone did. rang, and I was like, "That is just not something people that. do." But that is great. Yeah. I did not pick up on that, but that's yes, she yeah. did, and I love that because now we'll go a little bit outside the movie here, but it reminds me of a a, a Sunday night dinner we were having with your family. And we were talking about dating Mm -hmm. with your cousins and how nowadays 
everything's through text. And apparently it's very forward and weird if you pick up the phone and call. Right. And I, I'm I'm hoping you remember this conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. And how you and I were both like, I would appreciate it more if a guy, well, obviously for me, a guy picked up the phone, called me and said, I'd like to take you out or whatever, you know. Hey, we're not, and we're not so old. There, I know. That's what I'm saying. There like, was texting around when you and I started dating. Right. I called you. We I know. on the phone all the time. But it just boggles my mind that we're not old and it's, you know, we've only been together for what? Uh, it'll be eight years in September? Since 2009. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't have changed that much, but apparently it has because... Your cousin was saying, or your cousin's girlfriend was saying, yeah, if he had called me, I would have thought he was a little weird or uh, forward. I don't know how Mm -hmm. else to say it. And I just thought, gosh, that's so weird because I would not have felt that way. I would have been impressed because it's so easy to text and safe and you don't have to worry about feeling humiliated and rejected. Right. Sure, those things are great, but guess what? (laughs) Life isn't lived through text messages because you're going to get rejected in your job or other things. I'll tell you what, if you're a guy out there, you're trying to get a girl. It would impress me, but apparently it'll freak some girls out. It might freak some girls out, but I'll tell you what, if if a girl has a lot of guys chasing after her and you're the only one that calls her, it's going to set you apart. And plan a date. That's the other thing. Yeah. Don't just show up and be like, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like a guy that would just say, oh, well, here, I've planned. We're going to go do this. Yeah. Going back. So going a little off topic, but that is funny. You picked up on that. I am glad she called him because, yeah, that never happened. Although that's hilarious when he answers because he doesn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. They're very awkward. And I think that speaks to today's. People today, not even youth, just everyone, because everything is done through text. So when it's someone you don't really know and you're romantically interested in, and I'm sure it's a weird conversation, but Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was pretty cool. But going back to uh, the teacher, uh, Woody Harrelson, one of the things that really, at the very beginning when she's talking about killing herself and his response is really funny. (laughs) Reading Um, the suicide note? So at one point, at the very end of that beginning scene, um, he throws out an F-bomb. And I just thought that was so funny. That that was the moment very early that I knew I was going to relate to this movie. Because when I was in high school, I had a teacher of mine, not an F-bomb, but, you know, curse in a, you know, she called me a little. Oh, that story. Because yeah. <laughs> you stole Kleenex. I did. Um, so I was, I had this teacher, she was a traveling teacher, which meant she didn't have a homeroom. And she said, okay, if you bring me a box of Kleenex, I'll give you some (laughs) bonus points. So she put her cart in the room wherever she was going to be. And then she went out for hall monitor duty. So, um, I went on, I went up there, grabbed a box of Kleenex off her cart. And then when she came back in, I said, Hey, I brought you some Kleenex. I'll take those bonus points. And she said, it's lying. I was I was just being funny and I she know. said well that actually ended last week I'm sorry and I was like oh that's fine whatever just keep the box and she's like okay so later that class she calls me up and she says Kevin 
You have an 89 for the quarter in my class. But since you brought that Kleenex, I'm going to bump you up to a 90. (laughs) And I, you know, I couldn't do it. So I just told her, I said, I took it off your cart and just gave it back to you. I didn't really bring one. And she goes, you little go sit down. (laughs) And And you got your 89, right? I got my 89. Yeah, I got a B plus for that quarter. That's so funny. Uh, So At least you were honest. Yeah. So that was a funny start to the movie that I had a funny story that I felt like I related to. So I, I really love this movie. I, I I do too. I don't even know what to rate it because I I mean it'd be high like nine. It's at least an eight yes. for me and possibly a nine. I almost yeah, I jumped to nine. I, I stick by that because I absolutely would watch that again. The only great. movies I have rated ten are the Shawshank Redemption. Life is beautiful, and it's a wonderful life. Mm. Those are my three ten-rated movies. I don't know if I have a ten-rated movie. I don't know because so, it's so hard to give a ten. But mm-hmm. this movie, uh, I don't know. I'd be tempted to give it a ten. I just I loved it that much because it has everything you could want mm-hmm. to me. So I I loved it. It's a it's at least an eight and probably a nine. And you're saying it's a nine or at a least nine or a ten. Yeah. So All right. absolutely go watch it. You won't be disappointed. It is rated R. Mm-hmm. So if you're watch thinking you'll watch it with your teenager, just you might want to watch it first because there's language yeah. and and again there's the scene in the car where they're about yeah. to have sex and mm-hmm. there's there's parts of it you might want to just be sure you're okay with your teenager watching to me it's a it's a pg-13 movie with um a couple extra bad words and then the car scene that's probably fair but i mean if you're worried about it watch it first yeah but again you guys should have already seen it well that's why we're talking about it well if you haven't if you haven't, then definitely go, watch definitely it. go see or go it. watch it again. Highly recommend it. Yeah. The Edge of Seventeen gets an official nine from both Kevin and Ruth. This is one of the best movies we've seen in a long time. It's real. It's relatable. It's funny, and we just loved it. We hope you liked it as much as we did, and we'd love to hear your reaction on this one. Connect with us on social media at facebook.com slash we talk about movies, Twitter at we talk about MOVI, or come to our website, we talk about movies.com, and tell us what you think. In the next episode, we're reviewing a true family movie for all ages this time, Moana. We'll also have a special guest host with us to give her insight on the animated Disney movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week when we review Moana. See you then.